That went about as well as we expected. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and with me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve, I kind of warned people. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's... Uh... Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys for <laughs> clicking here on this one. We have plenty to talk about after that loss last night, 11-3 in Atlanta. Uh, coming up later on in the show, we have a preview of Game 2. We have to talk about Severino on the bound again. So we have a lot to talk about there. Also, who he's facing. we got to talk about this rotation as a whole. That's coming up a little bit later. But Stace, like you said, you warned us. This is exactly what you said on yesterday's show. I hope that Schmidt does okay against the Braves. Um, and if he doesn't, don't get mad. It's the Braves. They're the best team in baseball. And if he doesn't have a Clark Schmidt-like start and he has a little bit of trouble, don't get angry with him. He's been doing very well for the Yankees. And, you know, I don't want to see any mean things being said about Clark Schmidt. <laughs> Say nice things about Clark Schmidt. Two and a third. Nine hits, eight earned, two walks, three Ks, a homer. Stace, are you mad at Clark Schmidt? No, I'm not. I, you know, and I feel bad for him. He had family there. He's from Georgia. He grew up watching and rooting for the Braves. And, you know, he was nervous about this. And it just, it, the Braves are so good. Like the Yankees, Yankees fans were watching the Braves tonight and thinking, remember when the Yankees were like this, when they were relentless at the plate? And I'm not talking about like recent Yankees. I'm talking about the teams that they built in the early part of the century where you had guys that just like one through nine, you didn't, you couldn't get around anyone because you have the guys who could get on base. You had the guys who could hit the home runs. You could have the guys who could hit the other guys over. And yeah, so I, I'm not mad at him. I, uh, I was expecting him to not do as well. I wasn't expecting this, but I wasn't expecting him to do as well. Yeah, that uh, snaps a streak of 14 straight starts with three earned runs or less for Clark Schmidt. Bad night to not have your stuff. Uh, yeah. His breaking stuff just wasn't breaking. Mm -hmm. It was flattened out on him. It leaked. And that is the wrong team for that to happen to. Yeah, like I said, I said it. I also said that about their lineup. They're just, they're scary. They really are. Uh, there's a reason why they're the best team in baseball. And um you know, seeing some of those guys do things, especially Lopez, who came out of nowhere after the trade deadline to do all that. It's just it's it's just the way the season's going for the Yankees, really. I mean, yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, I want to talk about just kind of the direction of this team here in a second moving forward. But I think we need to to give the roses to Ian Hamilton. <laughs> Like he's been this amazing. He's just doing everything that's been asked of him. And then some last yeah. night comes in mop up uh, two and two thirds, got this game completely back on track. Like it, it was insane. Two hits, no runs, three walks, uh, which has been part of the trouble for him. If you're looking for bad signs of Ian Hamilton, he has been walking a lot of guys recently uh, yeah. did pick up a strikeout, but how about his August Stacy five games, two of which were starts. Yeah. Uh, Nine and two-thirds innings of work, seven hits, three earned, eight walks, nine strikeouts. That's against Houston, Atlanta, Tampa, Miami, and the White Sox. Only one of those outings has been less than two innings. Again, and everything, it's... everything, everything, right? I mean, like, what he's done everything he's been asked 
Yeah. And, you know, this is a guy who literally came out of nowhere in spring training. People were like, who is who is Ian Hamilton? And then you hear about his backstory and how he got back into baseball. And it's just amazing that he's doing as well as he's doing. He's like, the well, not he's not the one bright spot, but he is a bright spot on a team where you're really searching for bright spots. <laughs> yes. And yeah, again, I think just, I mean, he just goes out there and works. Yep. Got got for at least two and two thirds, got this game back on track. Mm -hmm. uh, the offense stays not much to speak of. Obviously uh, <sighs> it, it clearly, you got to get more with the bases juiced in one out in the first inning to get the RBA ground out from Bader. IKF rips home a, a single to give him the lead back in the second um Volpe a triple in the ninth to to bring in one last run before she was all said and done but as we mentioned earlier Stacy this this team this team is now a game over 500 <laughs> it'd be a miracle to get out of Atlanta uh over 500 mm -hmm. I would say uh I think it would be a huge huge victory to get out of Atlanta over 500 uh they just have to win one game but in all likelihood, they, they they come out of there under five. It's It'll be August 16th when the series wraps, which puts it at about a month and a half left in the season. Look, our comments will tell you what, what the state of the, the fan base is thinking. What are you thinking at this point this, in the season, Stacey? I mean, they're, they're, they're not going anywhere. So everyone just needs to prepare themselves for that. This team is not going to get any better really there's no like miracle run in them and even if there is it might just be too late because there's too many teams that they're fighting against for the wild card spots and if any of those teams also go on a run it's not going to matter if they do um i just this is just a bummer it's a bummer because coming into the season you know yes they didn't upgrade at some spots where they may have well they should have and maybe could have tried to explore ways of doing it. But this result is not at all what I expected. I really didn't. Um, you know, their streak of over 500 seasons might be in jeopardy, which is crazy to think about coming into this season with the team that they came into it with, thinking about the guys that are on the team. You have a team with Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, Anthony Rizzo, Glaber Torres, DJ LeMayhew in the lineup. You have Carlos Rodon, Garrett Cole in the rotation, and this is not what anyone expected. I know people wanted this to happen. Fans of other teams are thrilled that the Yankees are falling apart right now, but Yankee fans were not expecting this level of awfulness, and it looks like it's going to get worse because I know people will be like, well, there are a couple of games above 500. With the way they're playing, <laughs> that streak's going to end. I'm reluctant to say awfulness. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Look, no. don't get me wrong. It's not good. I think the word I find here is mediocrity. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yes. They've been mediocre for well over um, taking out the first couple months of last season. But if you put in 2020, you know, they finished. I mean, they were really close to 500 in that short season. 2021, eh. And yeah, no, they've been mediocre for a while now. And uh, Yankee fans have to get used to the mediocrity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you mentioned it a couple of days ago, may have been even on yesterday's show. I may have been on a Friday show, how you might be seeing a precursor to 2024 here as well. Uh-huh. 
yeah, yes. Strap in, buckle up and strap in for 2024 because um, it doesn't look like we were talking about the free agency class. We were talking about how basically Shohei Otani and then a bunch of other dudes that no one's really going to like try and clamor for. And you know, the Yankees aren't going after Shohei Otani. And even if they did get him, it would almost be another situation of him being on the Angels because what are they doing to upgrade the rest of the team? He's just going on a team that's he could help them, but not enough to make a big difference, which is really upsetting to think about because Shohei Otani is the best player in baseball. Yeah, I mean, not to get into that conversation too much, but that does create a weird DH situation with Stanton. That's mm-hmm. a very weird situation. Yeah. You'd figure it out. Oh, sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they'd find a way to figure that out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it does create a weird situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, Stace. I mean, we're going to talk about it here in just a second, just uh, uh, about the rotation on the rotation side of things and how they're shaping up for the rest of the season. But as a precursor to that, I'm calling to lean in here. Lean in, man. Just let it ride. <laughs> let, it, <laughs> let it ride at this point. Like you said, this team is very unlikely to make a push. Yeah. Uh, no. they, they haven't shown signs of life in months. No. In and months. they remind me of, um, because I'm writing about other teams, I'm finding out more about other teams. They remind me a lot of the Padres. The Padres will have series where they open up with a big win in the first game and they're thinking, okay, maybe we're turning a corner. And then they lose the next two games. And it's usually where they score like double digit runs in the first game, get shut out the second game, and then they blow the final game. And I was writing an article about them today. And I was like, hey, that sounds familiar. That sounds really, really familiar. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, there, there, there's so many teams like that this year. You mentioned the Angels. Uh, also out there, the Mariners until, you know, recently, the last couple of weeks, the Mariners have been like that all season. It's the middling 500 level teams this year. And I don't know if I can remember a time, probably because the format of the postseason has changed. But I can't really remember a time where there were so many teams that are on the teetering edge of like, if we just make a run, you know, like yeah. that, if we just yeah. make a run mentality, uh, it's it's really bizarre. Um, and I, I don't know, I don't know, maybe this is just the new state of be, of how the playoffs are formatted, that this is just going to be a thing now moving forward, which yeah. makes the deadline all that more confusing. So mm-hmm. I don't know the Yankees. That could be a whole other conversation that we could talk about where oh. the, the playoff, this, this, the way that they're doing the playoffs now is making it so teams Yankees will have it in their head. Well, okay, we can make a run for the playoffs and let's go for that third wild card spot. And then you think, oh, well, we can go on a run in the playoffs. I mean, it has happened for some teams, but it doesn't always happen. And you can't have that mentality yeah. going into the playoffs. You need to have a strong Build. team going into the playoffs. So, yeah. <laughs> Let us know how you're feeling. Um, I mean, th- I felt like Monday was the best chance to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know you're facing Max Fried. Don't get me wrong. There, right? Yeah. There, there's no good chance to beat the Braves. It's I mean, just, it was nice they got a know. run off him in that first. But like you said, the low. Like, w- can someone hit a fly ball on this team? Why can't anyone hit a fly ball when someone's on third? I don't understand why they have such a problem doing that. <sighs> we got to talk about more. We're going to mm-hmm. step aside. Don't forget to leave your questions for Fan Mail Friday as a reply to the pinned comment here on YouTube. You can join our subtext, or you can text us throughout the game, throughout the season, throughout the year for the price of free 99 to begin. Of course, there's a 14-day free trial in the episode description. Check it out for all the information there. we got to talk about the starting rotation when we come back. 
Picking up burgers and hot dogs for a summer barbecue, you know you're already doing it, so why not get cash back with Ibotta? Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items, from produce to personal care to pantry goods, so you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and you get your cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too, like Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering Locked On Yankees listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta with the code MLB when you register. Back now on Locked On Yankees. Don't forget game two tonight. John and Susan will be talking to you about it on SiriusXM after the 7 o'clock hour. So download the SiriusXM app today to check that out. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to talk about that game, of course, and more particularly talk about Luis Severino. Stuff. Stuff. <laughs> there's going to be stuff. There's no was... way that's like a perfect game, right? There's no, <laughs> there's no way. And if it is. I mean, you might as well click subscribe to be a part of that because if that does happen, yeah, you'll see this <laughs> clip again in 24 hours. <laughs> Stacy, um, the state of this rotation is clearly not where the Yankees want it to be. Uh, Nestor goes down over the weekend with the rotator cuff strain. Sevy's had his issues. Domingo Herman's Yankees career is where it's at now. So where do they go from here? Um, they called up Vasquez. They called up Brito. We'll see Vasquez in the final game on Wednesday. We've seen Brito a good chunk of the season. I said earlier, lean in. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the rotation, I feel like that's mostly what I'm talking about. <laughs> like lean, lean in, like let Vasquez Brito run, right? Yeah. I mean, what else can you do really at this point? Yeah, well, I mean, they tried to switch things up with the opener stuff. Uh, they've done it with Savvy. They did it with Brito. What do you What do you think about that? What What do you think about the opener for Brito Vasquez, or or do you favor the side of just letting him start? I feel like at this point they should just let him start. Again, they're not going anywhere. I don't know why they think they are, but they're not going anywhere. So you might as well just stretch these guys out and let them do what they need to do and pitch i mean and how many times are we going to use openers also <laughs> like yeah <laughs> how many yeah. times a week are you going to have an opener it's it's too it's too much on the bullpen also i mean it might also be too much on the bullpen if every starter gets bombed and then they have to come in in the third or fourth inning in every game also but at this point just let it ride just let these guys pitch it you can't do anything there's nothing you could do yeah. herman's not coming back Nestor is probably not coming back. I mean, at this point, he's going to not be able to pitch for a month. What? What's the point? They're not, again, I keep saying it. I've said it 15 times. They're not doing anything. So just let Vasquez and Brito pitch. Yeah. The 2023 Yankees rotation reminds me a lot of the 2022 Red Sox rotation, mm. where they're just like, man, they're like grasping at straws to try and put five together. Yeah. Uh, where they're using guys that probably shouldn't be starting, i.e. Luis Severino. Um, and to be frank, i.e. Randy Vasquez and Johnny Brito, like those mm -hmm. were not guys that you earmarked in August. We were talking about Brito being there in April 
uh, going, oh, he's probably not really ready. Yeah. <laughs> um, and look, he, he's pitched well. He, he's done what you've asked of him. He He's in all in all intents and purposes, not supposed to be there. He should have had a full season with the Scranton Wilkes-Barre this season. Like it, it, it's just circumstance. It's circumstance right now. And if Nestor hadn't gotten hurt, Sevy would have been out of the rotation and, or at least he should have been out of the rotation and let this Brito Vasquez thing happen anyway. Right. So in a roundabout way, you do get what I was calling for a week ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it just comes at the expense of, well, now you don't have Nestor. Yeah. Which is a huge blow at this point. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was like, that was the point where you're just thinking, all right, this, it's just, it's done. What are they going to do? They literally don't have a rotation. <laughs> no, it's, they're, they're, they are somehow at this point, Stacey, this is a miracle to say, as bad as this rotation's status was out of spring training, it's somehow in a worse place now. Right. Because at this point, you're not even going, well, Herman, Sevy. No, you, you're not even like, like, well, Sevy's going to come back in three weeks. Remember when we were saying that? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not even, it's it's not funny. Like, it's, it's just crazy. And yeah. I, I was, you know, we've talked about it on a couple of occasions. We've looked down at the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders going, who can start, who can come up? Obviously, there's 40-man moves that have to be made, yada, yada, yada. But just guys, you're thinking, maybe have a chance to, to come help, just to come help. Just, yeah, so uh, there's bodies up here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're <laughs> running out of starters because, uh, again, Sevy should not be starting. No. I mean, Clayton Beater, Will Warren, they are still, I mean, Warren's been there longer with the Rail Riders, but Beater just got called up, man. He's only been there a few weeks. Warren is still figuring things out. Mitch Spence has been there all season. He got called up uh, at the trade deadline last year. That was after the Waldachuk Wesneski moves. Um, Spence has had a real Homer problem, real Homer problem, 24 bombs in 22 games this year. He's, he's just, he's really, really struggling with a home run ball. Uh, overall pitching has just been a, a, a trouble spot because of all the trades last season, which is a tune we've been singing for a while at this point. Um, but yep. you're really feeling the effects. And, and I think you wouldn't, you wouldn't be so sour on those moves had at least one of them worked out for 2022 <laughs> right if it, if the yankees made a deep run last season and were competitive and one of those like if montas came out and was massive and like huge and be like okay well it was worth pushing but yeah. at this point it's so not worth pushing from last season with hindsight right like if they had made the alcs and not get swept like maybe they pushed it to six or seven it, it was that kind of a crazy experience with the Astros and yeah you had Montas you had Trevino you had Efros and like all these different guys that you traded for and none of them none of them are here they're all hurt it's just it's unreal <laughs> what happened at the trade deadline with the Yankees and again I know we joked about it at the trade deadline but it almost felt like I know they they were like, well, there wasn't really a lot to get. And I can understand that. But there were a couple of guys that could have possibly helped. But I feel like they had PTSD, for lack of a better term, from last year's trade deadline because nothing really worked out, at least on the pitching side. Yeah. And yeah, there's just there's just not immediate answers for help the yankees don't have the depth at the higher levels look we've talked about a lot about how good the double a squad has been but you're not necessarily 
thinking of calling up Drew Thorpe, who just got there. You're not going to 40-man Richard Fitz and call him up. Like, that's just not that's just not the smartest thing in the world to do. Um, I know Yankee I, fans I, are going to think that other teams do that, but the Yankees are not going to do that. Yes, well, that's what I was going to get at. Like, look, yeah. there, there's the case to be said that maybe you let Beater and Warren run it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there has to be moves. You'd have to likely DFA Sevy or someone has to 60, something like that. So there just aren't even guys that at AAA who have had sustained success for, you know, two months. We're like, okay, let's give him a flyer, see what he's got. And, and look, I think there still is, you know, a lot to be said about doing that for guys like Oswald Peraza, maybe even, you know, Everson Pereira and just seeing how they adjust to major league hitting or pitching. And, um, but it, it's just really tough when the best two options potentially are guys that have just gotten there. And I know Warren's been there longer, but, uh, you know, I'm looking at beater, um, but they just haven't, Warren hasn't had the same success at AAA that he's had at double a, mm. um, which is to be expected. That's usually sure. how it goes. Um, but if you're looking for something like that, that's what I would look at. Um, I'm not looking at Mitch Spence. Uh, no, no knock on him. I watched him last season when he got called up. And uh, it's been pretty much the same as last season that it's been this season. So it's still the issues that are there. He's still hittable. The home run problem, as I mentioned, Sean Boyle may have been a dark horse candidate, but he's been out since May with an mm. undisclosed injury. So it's it's really, really tough. It's really, really tough because right now you're thinking Waldachuk, Wesneski, maybe Luis Medina. That was your depth for 2023. And it's gone. It's gone and it's not coming back because – as far as the depth chart was considered, you know, at the deadline in 22, look, I like Johnny Brito and I like Randy Vasquez, but they were not it. They were not the depth for 2023. They were probably the depth for 2024. Right. So it, it stings now, right. Going and getting Montas last year. Like, okay, that was actually probably a pretty decent move, but now here you are. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just amazing how that, trade deadline affected this year so much <laughs> drastically drastically it wouldn't have affected it so much even if just montas was back mm-hmm. yeah even if just montas was there it would have made a massive difference uh let us know how you're feeling about the rotation uh obviously we've detailed out on miners mondays all year long about how good the double a pitching staff has been and how the future is fairly bright and how you know high i am on drew thorpe and how high i am on beater and warren um so let us know how you're feeling about that down below here on the comment section. We're going to step aside one more time. When we come back. We got to get you ready for the next run of Luis Severino. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. You heard that right. Bonus bets every time your pick wins in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you get bonus bets for every victory. Whether you're a Jets fan or a Giants fan, you can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, under overs and more. This could be the time for you to pick the Jets to win the Super Bowl. You never know. I know it's been over 50 years, but hey, it's a good a time as any. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on.
Back now on Locked On Yankees. Hey, SiriusXM, you guys know that's the place to listen to the Yankees this season. You can download the SiriusXM app for free today. Search Yankees to listen to John and Susan try and talk about this team right now. Uh, Braves, Yanks, game two, Sevy on the mound against Bryce Elder. Stacy. I mean, <laughs> what what do you say about Sevy right now? I, 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 I'll, I'll defer to you. You know, the scary thing is his back-to-back brutal starts, 12 earned runs in not in how many innings? Nine innings. Really? Did he pitch that many innings? Jesus. Uh, against Pittsburgh and Chicago, okay? No offense to the Cubs who were, you know, picking things up a little bit. Pittsburgh. Those White Sox, not not Cubs. Oh, that's right. White that Sox. Was White Sox. So even if it had been Cubs, I'd be like, all right. Yeah, that's right. It White was the White Sox. Sox. That's even worse. So now he's facing the Braves. And we also, what the Braves did to Clark Schmidt, who's been pitching well. So hmm, either this is going to be one of the worst things we've ever seen in our lives watching baseball, or it's going to be a reverse lock. There's no middle ground with this, right? Like there's no middle ground. I'm leaning toward worst thing we've ever seen in baseball, at least in the last few years. Well, then what happened to your bold prediction? It's just a bold prediction. Just, you know. <laughs> I had to do a bold prediction. I don't really think it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> don't put it in the paper that I said that the bold prediction was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, hey, silver linings. We had mm -hmm. a comment yes on yesterday's show. Like, man, I love Steve. He's trying so hard to be positive. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I really am. Thank you. Uh, silver lining. Bryce Elder coming off some really bad starts. He had a back to yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. Back-to-back -back stinkers against Pittsburgh and the Cubs, nine and a third innings with 12 earned. That's what I was thinking of. I was thinking it because I wrote about Elder the other day. That's what I was thinking of. That's what the brain was doing. I apologize. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> so so there's that. Again, Volpe swinging a good triple last night in the ninth. Yeah. Glaber turned a nice double play last night. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they scored that one run off Max Fried in the first, which was, I mean, you know, they got they loaded the bases. Going, yeah. I guess. I mean, Max Fried is one of the better pitchers in baseball and th th that's positive. You know, uh, pinstripes look good. I know they're not wearing them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're trying. We're trying. It's it's really it, it's it's hard. It's, it's yes. It's, production's really good. Yes. Yeah. Production is great. Yes. Great theme that, song, as we know. That's true. That is. Very so, true. you know, there are positives. The Yankees <laughs> at this point in time are still over 500. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm really I'm afraid for Severino tomorrow. I'm, I'm literally afraid for him. This is yeah. this is going to be. Oof. You know, it's not exactly the team you want to face when things no. have gone awry in your career, let alone where you are literally saying you think you're the worst pitcher in baseball. This is a team that you have to have at least a modicum of confidence when you face, which yep. he has. If it's possible to have negative confidence, that's where he's at right now. Yeah, he's more pessimistic than I am, and I'm one of the most pessimistic people on earth. So it's it's bad where Seve is right now. I feel really bad for him. And I know we're joking about this, but I do feel bad for him because he is just so lost. And 
cannot figure out no what no one can figure out what's going on with him and well you kind of did i don't know if anyone else can figure <laughs> that out but i was um, gonna bring that up that if, you, <laughs> if you're looking for something if you for some reason are watching tonight's game mm. uh if if you want to do that to yourself with hey man we gotta so you might as well yeah uh watch for how he finishes right we we're talking about that on on la last week uh i think it was on thursday's show watch how he finishes is he finishing with the same fervor that he was last season or that you have become used to remember he changed his wind up since the all-star break watch for how his body is facing the plate is he going chest to the plate or left shoulder to the plate that's a difference um watch the funkiness of the of the angle that he's delivering with those are things that we noticed um so that that's what i'm gonna keep my eye on and 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 hope pray that it goes just at least okay okay let's hope for okay at this let's point hope for okay let's hope yeah. for okay we'll see that's tonight uh we're gonna break that down on tomorrow's episode as we've mentioned and again i think sevy's only starting because the yankees have no other choice that's mm -hmm. where they're at at this point um so that's gonna come up on tomorrow's show we'll talk about that and hope that it is at least okay uh that's gonna do it for today's locked on yankees i'm steve Ferro. and i'm stacy godsilius we'll see you tomorrow